welcome to episode 60 of Imperial Hearts. Imperial Hearts is a Star Wars podcast hosted by your friends Jamie and Dana. And uh, we have a lot of Star Wars topics and feelings and news that we bring you every week here on the internet radio. Here on the <laughs> This week's episode is about Vanity Fair. It is. And a bunch of other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. This week, um, as you may or may not have heard, Star Wars fans, um, Vanity Fair published a huge Last Jedi uh, photo shoot and um, sort of info dump. It's the first, like, really in-depth look at Last Jedi stuff, so the, like, media hype train is officially rolling. The magazine doesn't come out uh, in stores until after you will have listened to this, but um, the online cover story was available, so there's a lot of news that came out of that. And it was the 40th, the official 40th anniversary of Star Wars debut in theaters this week as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of our topics. For, our, our main topic for this week is also going to be, our discussion topic for the week is going to be based on the Screaming Citadel. Mm-hmm. Inspired by the Screaming Citadel team-up of Luke and Aphra. We're going to list our top five unlikely team-ups mm-hmm. um, that we would each want to see. Yeah, wish list team-ups. Wish list team-ups, specifically of like two two characters that we haven't seen together before. Yeah, like Luke and Aphra. Like unlikely pairings. Mm-hmm. And, and then a scenario how that would work out. Yeah, so that'll be fun. It'll be very much like our movie... Uh, movie pitch episode yeah similar except for those ones were improv these ones we actually came up yes came up with the characters ahead of time true and um we're also going to talk about episodes five to eight of clone wars episode clone wars season three yeah is that right yeah five to eight and then um part three of our yeah rebel Rebel Rising rising review nice Okay, so let's get started with the news for this week. The news. Which is just Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. So, uh, for starters, holy shit, those covers, am I right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. So, they put out... You've probably seen them. I hope you've seen them. If you haven't, go look it up. Go Google it. Um, Four variant covers. One featuring Leia. One featuring um, Poe, Finn, and Rose one featuring Rey and Luke, and one featuring Kylo, Phasma, and Hux. Can I just say, it's really interesting that the biggest scoop that we've gotten about Star Wars is through Vanity Fair. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, has that ever happened before? Yeah. Like, Vanity Fair usually publishes the, like, first look. Like, you may have seen an image, if you can picture the cover image where it's the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and it's Finn, Rey, with her um, sort of desert hat thing on so you can't see your hair and then Han Solo and Chewie in the cockpit of the Falcon I don't know if we, we can look it up later um, that I'm, was the big I'm promotional sure image from I would recognize it if before I then because um, they're shot by Annie Leibovitz who is probably one of the like most famous living photographers I guess who shoots a lot of um, this I, kind of I, thing yeah I recognize her name yeah so um, she usually does a bunch of these kind of uh Shoots, so she had the big uh, Force Awakens scoop. They had Vanity Fair covers a couple years ago, so nice. Mm-hmm. So I am definitely want to get a physical copy of this magazine. I think I want the Resistance cover with Poe and Finn and Rose. Oh, there's multiple covers. Yeah, there's those four covers that I listed. They're varying nice. covers. 
So I probably don't want to buy all four of them. You should buy all four of them. Yeah. But I think I want the resistance one. The Maybe one. I'll buy another one. Yeah. We'll have two of them. There you go. Uh, so I guess the biggest reveal, like there was all the new costumes and stuff for all those characters. But the biggest like reveal of those covers was Phasma with her helmet off. It was like we get to see what Phasma looks like. She looks pretty much what I thought she looked mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Gwendolyn Christie, like they didn't really do much to her face. Um, she's got kind of curly-ish hair. And uh, she looks pretty no-nonsense. She looks tough. And she has her weapon. Yeah, her huge spear. That we've heard rumors of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. I heard, because there was a lot of like news and discussions does, does that came out of this. Ky- Kylo and Hux have new outfits, too? Yes. Kylo looks like Kylo has a new outfit. outfit. Yeah, and he has a cape now instead of his like hood. <laughs> he's got his like new scar, and he's not wearing his helmet, and yeah. That's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And Hux has, like, totally plastered hair. His, uh, <laughs> his sideburns are longer. I don't know. He looks pretty much the same, but, like, more buttoned up. He's wearing his coat over his arms this time, or in his arms this time. Do you think Hux would be good friends with Callus? Hmm. Imperial Callus? That's a good question. I feel like they would get along. Yeah, probably. They're both, like you know, kind of rules-abiding people. They kind of remind me of each other. Yeah, I see it. Um, yeah, oh, so Phasma. Um, this is an interesting tidbit from uh, Senpai Pablo, which was that they only recently decided, relatively recently decided, that Phasma would be human. Apparently <laughs> that was not decided. That's really cool. Yeah. I. I mean... I, I like that it's I like that we get to see Gwendolyn Christie mm-hmm. and she's not covered in makeup. Mm-hmm. But that would have been a cool twist. A lot of people thought she might have been a droid too. A droid. Yeah, that Phasma was maybe a droid. Yeah, I could see it just the way her voice mm-hmm. is. But um, yeah, that would have been a cool idea. She that's why we never see her without her helmet on. Yeah. So there was a lot of interesting things like that, like. One of the things that people were freaking out a little bit about um, coming out of the news was basically the implication that nobody really has a plan for the sequel trilogy. Like, J.J. Abrams didn't... Yeah, J.J. Abrams didn't give anybody, like, an outline. He was just like, yeah, I made this movie. You take over what happens next. That sounds like such a J.J. Abrams thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, and then... As a big fan of Lost. Yeah. And Fringe. Yeah, and then... Ryan Johnson's like, okay, well, here's my thing. Colin Trevorrow, you finish it. That's kind of what I sort of assumed was going on. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I imagine maybe there's a very, very but vague wait, whoa, outline. Wait, 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 wait. So, like, J.J. Abrams didn't write the film, though. He co-wrote it. There were a oh, couple okay, of... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So did Ryan Johnson write the film? Yes. Oh. Um, With oh. help from, uh, well, like... He had script consultation from the story group, of course. Like, they read every iteration of the script and gave him pointers. And also, um, Carrie Fisher, a script doctor, the script as well. So uh, I'll eat my hat then. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people were nervous. That made people nervous. Like, what do you mean there isn't, like, a plan? I don't think that's really that surprising. No. I don't think, yeah. It's pretty funny that J.J. Abrams was just like, well... 
figure out all these mysteries, guys. <laughs> I set some stuff up. Hope you make it work. See ya. That's an amazing move. Yeah. Good, so good job, JJ. It'll be really interesting to see what's going on. And also, something... So no one's driving the... No, no one's driving the bus. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought... Yeah, yeah. I thought the story group was driving the bus. No. No. I thought that J.J. Abrams was driving. Yeah, no. Nope. We thought Kathleen Kennedy was driving. Nope. No, nobody knows driving the bus. It's like an Uja board. Everybody's yeah. just like nudging <laughs> yeah. it in different directions. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's such a bad thing. No, I'm sure it'll turn out fine. Um, and then one of the other things that made people a little nervous was, so Mark Hamill gave an interview. I heard this. This yes. is what I wanted so to say. You, so you, you tell the story then. So apparently he's not very happy with what they did with his character. And he like, he, he said he put in 100% effort. And mm-hmm. He like supported Rian Johnson and J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams as much mm-hmm. as he could. But at the same time, he's like, he didn't feel like it was in character. Mm-hmm. And he would have done a different way. Yeah. And I, so I He saw said it. the same thing at, at um, Celebration. Right. Like, ba- cool. he, he basically said the same thing before. Um, I saw a tweet thread from today or a couple of days ago um, after this discussion where somebody tweeted at Ryan Johnson and they were like, uh... Did you like Mark Hamill said that he didn't like what you did with his character? Like that makes me nervous. And he was he responded and was like, "Yeah, how do you think I felt?" <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, and then Mark Hamill responded to both of them saying, "Look, I was as I often am wrong." So he said he initially didn't like what they did with the character, oh, and he said okay. recently on Twitter he's seen the cut of the film and he said he was wrong. That he liked it. He did like it. He liked how it turned out. So sure. Still, it's like it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Luke, and then sort of wonder about like what um, Mark Hamill, kind of what his relationship to that those character choices were at the beginning. Hypothetical question. Okay. How are you going to feel if this film is really bad? I don't know. Like, okay, so like, what's really bad? Like, like okay, so like, what, what did you say? Ryan Johnson made Looper. Yeah, I haven't seen Looper. I he- like you didn't like it. I thought it was terrible. But I know other people who've seen it who did like it. Those people are. <laughs> I mean, sure, okay. Yeah, but what are you going to do if this film is just like? I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. Well, okay, because there's there's levels, right? Like I was super hyped for Rogue One, and, and you, I was you still liked Rogue One. I still liked Rogue One. I didn't really like. I Rogue was. One. Um, I liked it at the time. I, I was think. emotionally harmed by Rogue One. Um, yeah, I didn't dislike it. I was harmed by it. <laughs> uh, I was damaged by it. Uh, I feel like I don't know. There's so much in the Star Wars universe these days, and I'm almost like more attached to some of the stuff they do in the books. That I feel like I feel like if the movie is bad, it'll give us a lot of really interesting things to talk about. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to be bad. No, no. I think it's going to be good, too. But I think if they do stuff that I'm really disappointed in, because there's some things in this discussion that I kind of want to talk about where sure. I'm worried about where they're going with it and being like, I think I might be really disappointed in some of the stuff they're doing. Okay. Go for it. So let's talk about some more news. Did you hear... Okay, so why don't you talk about some of the other Vanity Fair stuff you heard so I don't talk everybody's ear off about this section. 
Um, I heard that Finn's going to be a big deal. Finn is a big deal. I heard that also. I heard that the sort of vibe that they're going to give him in this new movie is like, he's kind of like walking around the base and he's like, oh yeah, no, I fought Kylo Ren. I was, <laughs> I was the one who fought Kylo Ren. Right. It's like he, he totally put me in a coma. It's like, it was pretty scary. I was friends with Han Solo too. Right. You know, like we were best friends. That's kind of the vibe that I... Yeah. I Remember before the movie came out when, when John Boyega was telling everyone that Harrison Ford was his best friend? Did he do that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, my new best friend, Harrison Ford. As a joke? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, apparently he also hugged Adam Driver a lot on set. Amazing. Because Adam Driver liked to stay in character and... Uh, yeah, I heard yeah. I heard that about... Did you hear about that, too? Yeah, a little bit. I heard he turned down a lunch invitation with Mark Hamill. Because he wanted to stay in character? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It ma- it makes it funnier, because it, it makes me imagine that Adam Driver is just Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. He just approaches his daily life like Kylo Ren would. And, like, his uncle's like, come on, Kylo, let's go out for lunch. <laughs> and he's like, no. I'm just going to stay here. I was like, mm, okay. It's like a very accurate dynamic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So. I love it. Yeah. Um, we So we were introduced to a bunch of new characters. We saw an image of uh, Benicio Del Toro's DJ, whose um, name is apparently never spoken in the film. And DJ is a code, code name. Yeah, it's like a. We are going to learn why he's called DJ. Yeah, it's like a. It's not his character's name yeah but it's like it implies something about his character we'll find out so he's maybe he's a dj (laughs) he's a really really sketchy dj he has like sound powers he's like jango fett i don't know he's a clone where he's like you know because dj like jango like I don't know. Django's fed is spelled with a J, though. I know, but Django Unchained is spelled with a DJ. Well, I know, but... So, uh, I don't know. I'm reaching here with my conspiracy theories. I mean, he could be a clone. I, I think he has the right look for it. I could see it. He was, like, frozen because he's younger than he would be hypothetically. He was, like, frozen, and then, like, 20 years ago, he was unfrozen, and I don't know. I'm not making that up, but... He's playing kicks. He's playing kicks, Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I could see the clone angle. Um, I think that would be interesting. I, I've always I always liked seeing things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's... Mm, I don't know. That's I int- think if they wanted to have a clone, they could probably have just gotten Tamira Morrison, but then it would have been obvious. It would have been too old. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, Biosito Toro does look pretty old. Yeah. No offense if you're listening. <laughs> Yeah. You look good, but... Yeah. Uh, Also, um, Laura Dern's Vice Admiral, Emmeline Holdo. She's totally going to be a villain. She has pink hair. She's going to be a secret villain. Well, apparently she becomes interim leader of the Resistance, and it's not a good thing. Oh, okay. Okay. So she's like... I didn't uh, hear that part. Yeah. That, so seemed, she, that was the, kind of the vibe I was getting yeah, from her character. Yeah, she's in the resistance, but maybe she's like an antagonist to Leia or... Where she's taking it the wrong... Yeah, she yeah. Take, doesn't take the resistance in the way we want her to take mm-hmm. it. And the other new characters we were uh, introduced to were... Your the, OC. Yeah, my OC. The Tico sisters, Rose and Paige. They're, what, what are they? 
Their last name is Tico. Tico? Yeah. That's adorable. So Rose, um, who we found out about at Celebration, played by Kelly Marie Tran, and her sister Paige is a resistance gunner who's being coached by Poe Dameron. Are they played by actual sisters? No, they aren't actual sisters in real life. Um, And apparently, like, Rose has to leave her sister behind because her and Finn go behind enemy lines on maybe a scouting mission. So it's like Rose and Finn and then Poe and Paige and BB-8, I guess, and Ray and Luke and Kylo and Hux and Phasma. Uh, and uh, appa- also apparently there was 27 takes of a scene where um, Leia slaps Bo Dameron in the face. They did it 27 times. So I love it. Why does Leia slap Bo Dameron? What happens? Carrie Fisher just wanted to slap him 27 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had to get it from every conceivable angle. Well, apparently. It's Captain Poe Dameron now. Ooh. I saw from a Lego minifigure. Well, did we? Did he have a uh, rank at all in Force Awakens? I don't know, but he's a captain now. He's a captain now. Wow. So. Makes sense. He's leader of Black Squadron already. Yeah. Makes sense. So, okay. Here's my question. And also, Ryan Johnson said there would be no central romance in the film. Or no equivalent to, the, like, the Han and Leia ESB romance. No a- central romance. A- but, so my question to you is this. Does it seem like a convenient coincidence that they would have invented two cute female OCs, one for Poe and one for Finn, and split them? <laughs> like, like Poe and Finn. Like, Finn's got this girl... Uh, Rose, and then Rose's sister, Paige, she's being coached by Poe Dameron. And, like, I don't know, does that seem like a thing to you? Because it seems like kind of a thing to me. That's really gross. And, like, I, I don't, don't, I don't want to assume anybody's intention about it. I'm just saying it's... I don't think so. No. It's I, just I don't a, think that they'll give Poe Dameron a romance. Um, I don't think they'll even give Poe uh, implied romance. I hope they don't. That would be smart if they didn't, I think. I feel like he can flirt with everyone on the set. Yeah. But I feel like if they give Poe, I would. I don't think I would like that. Mm-hmm. I think Finn is definitely being paired with Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. I think that seems obvious to me. Um, maybe not, but that's kind of my guess. And I think, I don't know what they're going to do with Poe in, mm-hmm. this, in this movie. They'll mm-hmm. give him some sort of plot that's probably to do with Leia. Mm-hmm. In politics somehow, but I don't know what they're going to do with Poe, but I I don't think, I hope not. That would be weird. I I hope not too. It would be weird. I don't think they have time to set up two different romances. Yeah. In this movie, let alone, I mean, I think they'll have one, but it won't be very intense. It might Mm -hmm. be implied. Yeah. Or just like get to the... um, Not get resolved. Get to the uh, longing glance at the end of the movie kind of thing that they just like, all of a sudden we spent the whole movie together and now all of a sudden there's a thing like at the end of Fantastic Beasts and you're like, oh wait, what? So I feel like that could potentially be a thing. I think that if... Well, I mean, I'm assuming this film will end in a cliffhanger. Probably. Like, but but more of one than like like an Empire Strikes Back cliffhanger. Okay. Where um, we're going to... The story won't be complete. I mean, I, I guess Force Awakens was kind of like that too. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, 
but I, I like I feel like usually when you have trilogy films mm-hmm. or trilogy books, usually the two and three are really one story. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're they're not concluded until the other one. Mm-hmm. So I think if there is like a romance or whatever, it'll get concluded in the third film. Yeah, I think they'll probably have at least one. Like they'll have probably someone have a romance throughout the three. Like it's I be think somebody. it'll be Finn. Yeah, Finn seems like the most likely candidate for that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also said there were not going to be any new alien characters like Maz Kanata. Isn't there going to be a gay character? Didn't we get promised a gay character? Well, okay. So J.J. Abrams said there would be a gay character. Oh, but and he now J.J. Abrams doesn't work on Star Wars anymore. So he that's can what say, happens when you say that he you don't work on Star Wars anymore. Um, it's going to be in classic Disney film. Um, there's going to be a man who dances with another man <laughs> in the background of the celebration scene in the third movie. The Ewok scene. Yeah, yeah the Ewok yeah, scene. Yeah. And in the background, two men are going to be dancing. And then then the movie will be banned in Russia. Poe's going to dance. That scene. Poe's going to dance with another man. And yeah, that seems, yeah, maybe. That seems about right. Yeah. So. Or, like, it'll be um, Admiral Akbar, And you'll be like, it's like a Dumbledore. You're like, Admiral Akbar was gay this whole time. <laughs> and you're like, like, wait. Really? Do, do Akbars even have gender? Have we seen? Uh, we, oh, no, we have, actually. Okay. We've seen in the, oh, we've seen the Clone Wars. Baby, baby Mon Cal's. And in Rebels, we've seen, I believe, that female Mon Cal's even have, like, breast lumps, even though they're amphibious. <laughs> of course they do. How else would we know, right? And probably lipstick and a bow on top, too. <laughs> how, how else could we tell? It's important that we tell. It's important so, that the whole universe... Whoops. Yeah. I hit the microphone. Um, so, yeah. Admiral Akbar, he was gay this whole time. That, that, when you think about it, it makes so much sense. Right. Just like a Dumbledore. Exactly. So, But they won't reveal that until after the third movie's over when he dies. Didn't they cast Dumbledore as someone hot? Jude Law. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. I guess I thought Jude Law was pretty hot. I think Jude Law is pretty hot. I think Jude Law is pretty hot. Yeah, they did. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, so lots of... Wouldn't that be like maybe like Obi-Wan then? Because he's the Dumbledore of Star Wars. Um... Obi-Wan's definitely not just gay, though. He's definitely into at least women. Yeah, because he's definitely into Satine. That's true. He could be. Um... I just think it was, it might, that's true. He would be the Dumbledore. Um, just that, you know, they wouldn't want to pick a character that people are going to get upset about. Nobody would. I get your joke. No. <laughs> I was being literal. Uh, well, yeah. So lots of Last Jedi news from Vanity Fair. Was there anything else um, that I'm not thinking of? Let me just check my. Apparently. Um, uh, Luke has been living on on Octo. He's been living with the uh, indigenous race of like Jedi. Kind of, they had connection to the first Jedi, and they're called the Porgs, I think. And they're kind of a birdie people. I like birdie people. Yeah, that's cool. So we're gonna meet them. He's been living with them. That's really cool. And they confirmed the Canto Bite casino deal. It's kind of like a Monte Carlo kind of thing for like rich assholes. Canto Bite. Yeah, Canto Bite. Um, Ryan Johnson says, "Quote: I was such think- a good name. I was thinking, okay, let's go ultra glamour. Let's create a playground, basically, for rich assholes. So we're gonna spend some time there. 
in this movie. Canto bite. Sounds pretty great. So, yeah, I think it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see where everything goes. I'm riveted. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing all the nice pictures in, uh, person and stuff. Yeah, I think it'll be really good. Yeah. Uh, it's really cute. I hope, uh, Rose is really cute. She seems cute. I hope all the resistance stuff is nice. I'm really excited about Rose. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Rose and Finn sounds like a really good team up. And I hope... Uh, a really good romance, though. I don't know. Oh, I did find out something that was a bummer. Which was that... Um, no, well, I guess it it's disappointing, but it also makes sense. Because I think Ray is going to be gone for most of this movie. Um, no more Finn wielding a lightsaber. No Finn... Really? Yeah, no Finn wielding a lightsaber. They, they, <clears throat> like, they like, went out of their way to... They did go out of their way to say that. Like, Finn is not a Jedi. I feel How like... How dare you? I mean, I get that Finn they... is not gay and he's not a Jedi. How <laughs> yeah. dare yeah. you? And, like, the thing that frustrates me about that is that they spent a lot of marketing effort building up Finn as, like, the one who uses the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. And they did it to, like, fake out Rey being the Jedi. Like, bet you didn't expect it was going to be a girl. Yeah, and you're like, well... What about Finn? Like, he held his own against Kylo Ren pretty well, considering. And he gets to use that lightsaber a couple of times. And then to just... I mean, maybe it'll go somewhere I mean, eventually, but... If, I, I think it's fine for him to not use the lightsaber ever mm-hmm. again. But I think it's weird for them to point it out like that. Yeah. That's an odd thing to do. Unless it's, like, also a fake-out. Like, he's going to be Force-sensitive, but he doesn't have access mm-hmm. to a lightsaber. I just... I don't love the way that that sort of stuff went. I don't like using him to build up the lightsaber thing and then everyone thought he was going to be a Jedi and then he's not. And like maybe, I don't know, maybe he will be, but... I don't know. Questionable. So. Is that it? That's it. Do you want to get into our story fest? Story fest. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. In the vein of classic Star Wars team-ups, um, like Luke and Afra, or Darth Vader and Afra, okay. um, we each came up with five unlikely team-ups, and, uh, and uh, uh, we can talk about them. Do you want to go from least outrageous to most outrageous? Okay. I, okay. Don't, I don't know. One of my outrageous ones is uh, because it's literally impossible. As opposed to, like, wacky. Okay, well... Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. Wait, no, I want my most outrageous one to be last. That's what That's what I'm saying. Okay, I, yeah. I, want, I want my outrageous one to be last. Okay. So then it's, okay. like, a surprise. Most plausible. Most, okay. Most plausible first. Okay, so do you want to start or me? Um, you can go first. Okay. So my most plausible one is plausible because I think these characters could hypothetically already actually know each other. And just we haven't seen them. I'm going to be mad if you steal my ideas again. Oh, no. Okay. So my plausible team-up that I would really like to see is Sinjir Rathvelis and Agent Callus. That was cl- very close to one of mine. Nice. One of those characters. That one, that was the one I was going to say first. Nice. So Sinjir and Callus are both agents of the ISB. That um, makes a lot of sense. Operating at this in the same time period. Yep. So um, Sinjir is a loyalty officer, and Callus is more of a like field operative. 
But, I mean, I, I don't know how big the ISB is. Probably pretty big. But I feel like it's possible that they could have known each other. And it would be... I think it's totally plausible. Yeah, it would yeah. be kind of awesome to see them team up. It would be... Or like, we're, we're in the ISB. We're both gay. It's cool. Yeah, true, yeah. true. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but then it would be... So it would be equally interesting to see, um, like, whether or not the loyalty office is... Like, because they're spying on everybody. So yeah. it's like, is Sinjir trying to work out, like, if Callus is loyal... Because Callus, um, we know he has the heart of a rebel. Has he always had the heart of a rebel? Can Sinjir tell? Is Callus like totally locked down at that point? I think it would be really cool. And then like, is Callus still in the rebellion when Sinjir comes back? Like, is Callus alive at the time of the New Republic? So, do they like meet again? And it's like, hey, I remember you. That's like that's pretty good. We're both rebels now. So, okay. So mine is related. Okay. So mine is also Sinjir. Nice. But I want to see Sinjir teamed up with Iden Versio <gasps> because they were both at the Battle of Endor. Yeah. So I was thinking, how cool would it be to have Sin? Like, not really to have this be its own. This is my one that's not wacky. This okay. is just it would be cool. Yeah. To have Sinjir in the first few missions of that game. Whoa, that would be amazing. And they're like good friends and then yeah. he, and then he gets lost. Yeah. Right? So and then like we know what happens to him after that. Yeah. But like for the rest then then like she mourns him. Whoa. Because they were good friends. Yeah. That would be awesome. So that that one's not really a spin off comic or whatever. It's yeah. just like it would be cool to see him in that. It would be cool. Or just any any characters from other media would be cool to get references mm-hmm. to them in, in the Battlefront game. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's good ones. Sinjir was like my first. I was like, who do I want to team up with Sinjir? Sinjir was also one of my... (laughs) I was like, Sinjir, I want want a Sinjir. Yeah. Okay, my second most plausible (laughs) is also my like constant wish list. It's probably my top. It's my top team up. Sure. Um, And that is an X-Wing pilot and a TIE fighter pilot. Um. Yeah, that's. I'm surprised we haven't seen that. Mm, I know. Um, I want to get some you know, cross-faction friendship on. Lost Stars doesn't really deliver on that. Yeah, but, not but really. it comes close. And, like, the closest thing we have to that um, in current canon, not counting Legends, is kind of like Poe Dameron and Finn. Because, like, Finn is a stormtrooper and yeah, Poe is an X-Wing pilot. and pretty, pretty close. And, like, Finn is defecting when they meet, but I guess, like, still, it counts. But I, it's like I want an X-wing pilot and a Tie fighter pilot to like crash on a planet together, and like they both survive and they've got to team up and like they hate each other. But it's X-wing, right? Like it's like X-wing fanfic. So like there's always been a little. You're like, well, we're both pilots. Like we both. It's X-wing fanfic. It's X-wing fanfic. We like understand each other on like a fundamental level. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And uh, we can see the Tie fighter pilot's face. Maybe there's some tension. I don't know. They become friends. Okay. I don't know where it goes, but I want it. Okay, so I think all the rest of mine are genre pieces. Okay, just perfect. Just like Screaming Citadel is horror. Yep. Um, it's a genre piece. Okay. So I'm going to set this one up. So, like, it's like, it's basically like Star Trek. Okay. So it's like a team of people who are out exploring. Mm-hmm. And stuff, and there's a new mission every week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the the pairing 
the like Kirk and the Spock. Yeah. Um, the Kirk is Ray Sloan. Nice. And the Spock is Thrawn. Nice. And it's Baby Hux as well. And they're in the Unknown Regions after Aftermath. Ooh. Nice. So it's like they're the main characters and they're the good guys. Right. But they're building the First Order. Oh. It's like Clone Wars, right? Yeah. yeah. Where like the, from our perspective, they're the good guys and they're mm-hmm. trying to build a good empire and mm-hmm. they're, they're out looking for threats in the Unknown Regions. Mm-hmm. Well, trying trying to build a force. Cool. Yeah, I would watch that or read it. But it's or like whatever. in the format of like Star Trek, where it's right. like you know, like every every week is a mission, mm-hmm. and like Thrawn's the logical one, and yeah. like Sloane's like the one who's like always like getting the ladies, and like <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah, totally. It's like yeah, that's my yeah, I love it. And then they've like space adventure, yeah. and then like Baby Hux is like Baby Hux is t- is there too? Is and, Baby yeah right? Oh, Baby Hux can have like because there's all those kids, right? Yeah, there's child those, soldiers, child soldiers. Um, it's a little so, dark. Yeah. Well, that's what Clone Wars is also mm. about. And like Price could be there, Eli could be there. That's true. You know, like maybe Lauren if he's still he's not alive. Yeah, but yeah. Um and yeah, but mm. it, like sometimes we cut away to Baby Hux because he's got his own thing going with the child soldiers. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not call them that. Well, it's a dark show. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that would be amazing. That one's still in the plausible range. It for, is for me, right? Yeah. Like that the idea that they would meet up and help build the first order yeah. is not that nuts to me um speaking of race alone um i don't think we mentioned on the podcast that uh chuck wendig did confirm our reading of aftermath which was that yes race alone was intended to be read as bisexual okay and that was nice it's nice to confirm that yeah i think you told me that. i don't know if we said <clears throat> yes. on the air though i don't think so so my third one uh which is my next most plausible it's also a genre piece Nice. Which is is basically another like classic Thrawn. <laughs> it's Thrawn, Thrawn Sherlock Holmes. Okay. This time his Watson, Sabine. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. interesting. So Thrawn and Sabine get get stuck together, and he's interested because of uh, all of the art that she's. That when he's okay, so what time period? Um, like Rebels timeline, like season four. Yeah. Season four, season five, or there's no season five of Rebels. Like yeah, after, season four. Yeah. Season four timeline. So they get stuck together, um, and he's, you know, because he's he's caught a lot of her art already. And so, right. but they've got to, like, solve a mystery, and he's trying to get her to, like, analyze the art with him. And she's like, oh, look, dude, like, they didn't teach art history at the academy. Like, I'm... Like she, she's self-taught, right? So she she's not having any of it. And she's like, no, this whole symbolism thing is dumb. And he's like, no, pay attention. Like I he, love it. He sees all of her potential, and he sees how smart she is. But she's just like not willing to apply it. Right. But eventually, she starts like she she starts noticing some of the patterns that he's been pointing out. I love it. And mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. And like he eventually, when he like leaves her, <clears throat> like, when he he like leaves her, then that's like she's like ready to rule Mandalore. Yeah. Right. She's yeah. like a warlord by the time. Exactly. We, by the time he's done with her. Exactly. He's like nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Good one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to think of which one to do next for me. Yeah, we're getting into the uh, wacky team ups territory. Okay. So this is another genre piece. Nice. So it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Love it. <laughs> and um, except for Captain Jack is Sedona Thano. Of course. 
and um, the noble, like the noble, I don't know, like the Elizabeth Swan character, mm-hmm. I think could be maybe the current ruler of Naboo, like the the queen of Naboo. Okay, and then like the the like um, Will mm-hmm. character is Phasma. <laughs> so okay. like okay so it's yeah. like basically like it's a pirate theme yep but like yep. There, there's like um like they get like this pirate captain gets stuck with like this military leader mm-hmm. and um and a royal right right who's like there's chemistry between phasma and the royal okay yep and like there's a curse but it's like starships right yeah it's like like undead like starship kinda, totally anyway. nice Nice. And zombies, which and, are, like, canon yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah, like, zombies, but, like, in space. And, yep. like, I want to see more Phasma in things. Cool. But, like, I think she's part of the First Order in this. Mm-hmm. So, like, the First Order is the militia, but then it's like, takes place in the timeline of... Yeah. That's the, also pl- somewhat... Pl- like, I can see that story. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. cool. Pirates of the Caribbean. No, it's like a pirate like story with undead pirates, but in space with Star Wars. Nice. In the First Order instead of, like, the military or whatever cool uh so my next one is the least plausible but not wacky mine are getting wacky at this mine's point mine's not plausible because it's literally impossible okay it's but it's a wish list and that's Bodie rook and finn and mm. that's like old man Bodie rook in the resistance who's oh, okay. like i see what you mean who's like finn's mentor and who's like who like you know <laughs> Sort of, like, Aww. catches Finn in the resistance, like, catch in the sense of, um, like, falling out of a tree, not that's, catch. That's as in, pretty good. You know, because they're both defectors, and, you know, in, in a scenario where Finn is um, sort of a little unsure of himself, and, like, Bodhi would be there to, like, show him what, you know. That's really touching. Yeah. Yeah. I, could, I, I just thought that would be really nice, and it would be really nice for... Bodhi to have like a whole legacy of like defectors that he could support and like show yeah. that there would be you know better choices that they could make along the way and that's sweet except that Bodhi's dead so thanks 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 Obama <laughs> sorry <laughs> I think it's funny because we're not American we, yeah. don't, we don't even know what that oh I mean I know what that means I do but, too but it's like yeah, absurd at president. this point yeah it's just a joke at this point okay what's your next one okay so my next one is um because the, the team up is um Balotic okay and the leader, the leader of Kanja Club nice so it's like not a crazy yep but it's um Tasu Leech I guess Tasu Leech yep but they're younger okay and it's a um basically a a sports battle anime. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like it's back when Kanja Club was actually a sports club. Oh. And <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, yeah. and uh, the Guavi Death, Death Gangers. Gang. <laughs> yeah. The Death Gang is yeah. So it's like a you know it's a, right. some kind of space sport. It's like a football club. Yeah. And like um, Lando's in it. He's like and and Han are in it. And they're like you know old old oh, hats at totally. it. Totally. They like betting on it. Yeah. And it's like illegal and totally. then like we slowly see as like these like sports teams gradually become illegal gangs and becomes a fight 
yeah sports and then so then the conclusion of their story is in force awakens right Uh, where these old rivals are teaming up against han who's fucked them both over in the anime that's good that's good i like that (laughs) but it's actually an anime too it's like animated like classic yeah and and you can and so balatic also has a uh, prosthetic leg He's a cybernetic leg, Perfect. right? So he could lose his leg. Yeah, I know. It could be a, a part of it. Maybe could, it's like a soccer game where like he loses it and he has to find a way to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that could be like part of his character arc. Totally. Um, so, well, I love it. I love it. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, so my last one is, um, uh, what would what I can't remember what the genre is called. Like, it's that Pirates of the Caribbean like style like um jack sparrow elizabeth swan the kind of like pirates no no the more like the like noble scoundrel dynamic oh like um, like a kind of it's like beauty and the beast thing but not a romance thing just like one's a noble and and one's a rapscallion one's a rapscallion and it is mon mothma boba fett Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and that's it's pretty good. It's like set during. <laughs> yeah, it's like set during the Empire era, like okay. rise of the Empire era, mm-hmm. and um, Mon Mothma is working for the rebellion, but she's got something she needs to do that is like super under the table, right? Like she can't ask the the rebellion to do this. She can't it. ask the Senate to do this. Um, she doesn't, you know. What is she going to do? So she turns to bounty hunters, and it's Boba Fett. But I she, wish we'd come up with names for all of these oh, yeah. stories. I'm no good at names. I never would have been able to come up with any good ones. But That's the hard part, I guess. Yeah. So Boba Fett, but they like have to work together. Like they get stuck together, mm-hmm. or she insists on going on the mission with him because she doesn't like trust him, and he's like, ugh fine because she's paying him a lot of money i can see it and uh you know so it's it's that sort of dynamic okay was that your last one that's my last one okay my last one i think the sports anime was the most out there that was amazing but this one's probably my favorite one okay this one's very me okay okay so it's um afra and santa okay um but they're They've just dropped out of college, mm-hmm. and they're trying to run a professional rock band. <laughs> Wait, are they in the rock band? They're running the rock band. Both. Okay. They are the rock okay. band. Yeah. And and they go from planet to planet, um, pursued by the law. It's Blues Brothers, basically. Okay. So they're pursued by the law and <laughs> right. Nazis and, and, like, I mean, the space. Right. The Empire, I guess. Um, and um, they solve mysteries at every planet they stop at. And nice. it's like a you know pretty like awesome young teenage band movie and the other members of the band maybe also are people we know from okay. the past but yeah i don't know any but nice and like afro uses science and like but also the power of music uh, yeah that makes sense and, and then, santa uses her slicing and also the power of her music exactly nice what instruments do they play i think afro plays like bass <laughs> Wait, was that it? That is that a whole thing that I didn't get? Was that an unintentional joke that I made? I think so. I don't know. Like I the don't know. the fucking cool 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 kid always plays yeah. bass. Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know why that made me spit spit out my drink. (laughs) It was a spit take. That was a spit take. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. Bass and... and Kitar. I I was thinking Kitar. Nice. For Afra. Yeah. Space Kitar. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of instruments they have in space. And then, like, Santa probably plays, like, lead guitar. Nice. And vocals. And they probably have other band members who are original characters. That's true. Yeah. Um, But, like, they come up against all kinds of familiar characters, too. I love it. In the plots. It's like Monster of the Week, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I just really want to see that show. Awesome. You know, okay, so I stayed away from this character because I was sure you were going to pick him. Hondo. Oh, fuck. That would have been <laughs> yeah. really good. No, okay, so that's the thing. Hondo can't carry his own show. Well, no, but he can team up with somebody else. Who do we want? Let's let's do this. Like, joint. Joint. Right, okay. So the Hondo team-ups that I was cycling through was He's Va- already Vader. Team- Holy fuck. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's kind of like the Afro Vader thing. but No, 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 totally. Like Hondo, Hondo and Vader. And Hondo like, and Vader is a good team up. Yeah, they already know each other. Definitely. But Hondo doesn't know that. Hondo doesn't know that they know each other. But Vader would. And Vader he's just knows. Like, oh, he's like, Hondo. But he's like, he knows he has his uses. Yeah, and then I'm just picturing him like, my friend, my friend. <laughs> like, you know, whenever he Shit. sees him. And like, Vader is totally going to force choke this guy, but... Hondo like somehow manages to never it, it's it's similar to the Afro dynamic but like Hondo but different yeah. yeah no that's good yeah Hondo and Vader pretty solid and like we already saw Hondo and Thrawn which was really weird that episode where Thrawn like Thrawn- arrested Throndo arrested is what that ship is called <laughs> yeah arrested Hondo and I was like oh yeah that happened that was weird did that happen yeah in like season three they like arrest, arrest him Hondo. and then they try and get oh, Hondo yeah. to tell um, and he's like Hondoing it up in front of Thrawn, and you're just like, "This is so weird." I love it. Oh, you know who else would be a good Hondo team up? Who? Tarkin. Oh yeah, Hondo and Tarkin. Any, any of the like really powerful, serious, yeah. serious characters yeah. with Hondo is pretty classic. Hondo um, has to get extra um, dunium for uh, Director Krennic, like. Hondo and Craig. I think like the the more like straight man, yeah, like the more serious the character is, the funnier it is, and the more power they have, yeah. Because then it's even funnier when Hondo manages to stay alive. Exactly. So H- Hondo, Hondo and any of those three. I Hondo think. and anyone, yeah, is the best possible on this list. Yeah, and like you can really picture like Hondo and Lando being friends. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, for sure, they're so, on the same level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I love it. So, fuck. <laughs> I was sure you would pick Hondo, so I didn't want to steal. Well, you any could put of your... you could put Hondo as this instead of Sedona Thano in the Pirates movie, or or Hondo can be Blackbeard, right? Hondo can be in the Pirates movie. Yeah, true. And he'd be really old by then. Well, yeah, yeah. We quite live a long time, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Totally. Sure, they do. It's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So that would be awesome. There's some good team ups. I think my favorite one is the sports anime, <laughs> Balotic and Tasu Leech. Like, we like, haven't seen good, like, like yeah. we haven't seen good sports in Star Wars. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. And I just, like, something ab- something about the sort of vaguely illegal sport evolving into, like, the, the fighting, like, it, that seems really plausible, especially, um, totally. like, in, you can imagine the sort of stuff that might have uh, flown in 
sort of the outer rim and then the new republic like makes it illegal maybe it was legal under the empire because they turned a blind eye and so no, it's there's not, like, and like these it's like these young guys just mm-hmm. like really care about space ball or whatever yeah and like if they could they wouldn't turn to crime yeah but they end up getting consumed by it yeah but no, also it's just like you know it's like really yeah dramatic it's still anime. still like a shonen like anime yeah. yeah no so good love it and like the um you know the guavian death gang uniform with that that red uh helmet with the black circle. you can imagine those used, like, those used to be uniform. helmets for the sports game yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. No, it's perfect and then oh them teaming back the up club sounds like a yeah yeah and uh it's like Tasu Leach and Balitek are like the rival friends. Yeah, but then they're the, yeah, yeah, they're the two rivals. Yeah, yeah, but then eventually they have kind of a falling out near like the end of the show. Yeah, so they are actual enemies. So that when they team back up against Han Solo, it's meaningful. It's meaningful, and then we have maybe another um, episode after that where they help each other escape from the freighter that the Rastars are on. Totally, um, and they, you know. Maybe they make up at that point. <laughs> it's like for old time's sake. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good one. <laughs> and I can just picture like anime Han Solo and anime Chewie and anime Lando. Yeah, definitely. Um, like they play more minor roles. Yeah, but, and they but bet, but they bet on the, they bet on it. Maybe they run yeah. they run some of the things and mm-hmm. they make it more corrupt mm-hmm. without meaning to. And like we are, like it's there's precedent for that with Han. Yeah, and it's canon that Han knows both of these people. Yeah, so I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> so yeah. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Good ones. Good yeah. ones. Yours are really good, too. There's some... It's like... Good stories. I think my favorite one of yours is Mon Mothma and Boba Fett. <laughs> I was thinking of doing Mon Mothma and Sinjir. That was one of my other... But that's also canon. It's canon. And, yeah. and I couldn't really think of an interesting story to tell there. Their stories are kind of over at that yeah. point. I was thinking of Sinjir and Leia. That was one of the That would have been that, good, too. Because um, it, it reminds me of the... Um, Leia and uh, Tom Hiddleston dynamic. Mm, mm, um, I just want more of that. What's his real? What's his actual name? Tom Hiddleston and Hondo the series. <laughs> yeah. What was his actual name? Um, Ransom. Ransom. That's it. Um, it. Yeah, because it would be sort of similar to that. Like Sinjir knows Leia, so then I was like, eh, that would be it would be less interesting because they've already yeah, they already know each other. Team up. So. And yeah. I, I also just really want Ray Sloan to team up with Thrawn. I think that would be yeah. cool in canon. I like that one. Even if it's not in that way, mm-hmm. it'd be cool. Yeah, I like that. Seems like they're on the same trajectory. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Wow. We're, yeah. <laughs> We're all already almost in an hour. Well, okay. I don't really have that, that much to talk about these episodes of Clone Wars. Do you want to do like a quick review of what happens? Sure. So. They um, went to Mandalore. They did. And there was some corruption. Yep. And then they solved it. Yep. It was the Prime Minister. He was corrupt. Uh, yep. There were some poisoned children. There were some children detectives. There was some Big Brother advice from Ahsoka, who tells you that the most dangerous enemies of a society come from within, so always be vigilant and watch each other for signs of corruption. And you're like, mm-hmm, okay, it's Sounds great. Legit. Yep. And then there um, was sounds- an episode about... Uh, oh, Cad Bane kidnaps C-3PO. That seemed like it was going to be entertaining, but it wasn't. Not really, no. Um, and uh, 
it was on behalf of Zero the Hut, everybody's favorite, favorite. queer courted villain. Yeah, with a weird southern accent. Yeah. Um, and uh, then there was another episode after that, wasn't there? Didn't we watch four? Um, or maybe it was before that. I don't, uh, I don't know. I think we just watched three. Okay. Well, so Clone Wars. So does Clone Wars get any better? Because we're really bored. It's so hard. I know. I I'm. I want to get through it. It's just not great. Yeah, the the episode after that was, um, or the one before that was, Ahsoka was having visions about... Oh, yeah. I think that one was the most interesting, yeah. actually, because it sort of was a nice foreshadowing of what was going to happen with Anakin. Yeah. Ahsoka had forced visions of Padme being assassinated by Aura Singh. Yeah. And... Um, it was interesting. was interesting. And uh, there were, yeah, there were a lot of deliberate parallels between Anakin's forced visions of Padme dying and... Ahsoka's visions and how they dealt with it and it, it has like the show has a lot of good nuggets like that mm-hmm. a lot of interesting ideas or like little nuggets but like a lot like the majority of it is boring yeah it's it's there's kind of like two levels that I I was thinking about a we're binging it what would it be like if we watched it week by week like when it was on tv maybe would it yeah. be even worse because you're like wow that episode was filler you know, now I have to wait another... Like, if you had to watch this over, like, five years or something. Right. Um, but it's like there's something about watching TV at, or comics or books or whatever as it comes out that lends it an inherent weight just because of the span of time involved. Like, when um, you're spending the real time... Uh, equivalent of like five years with certain characters it's five years of your life goes by and so it feels like five years of theirs has too like there's a certain sorry there's a certain um gravitas that develops when you've been spending just time here's the thing though like most of the people who've told me that it gets good yeah also binged on netflix and didn't watch it before that okay so i don't know hmm Hmm. And if they binged it on Netflix, then that also means that it's not like they were watching it when they thought this would be the only Star Wars they would ever get on exactly, TV. Exactly. So I don't okay. know if our standards are just different hmm. or if we, or maybe it does get better eventually. Mm-hmm. Just keep this in mind when we're watching it. There's going to eventually be more Hondo. True. Yeah. So, and there'll be Saw. Yeah. So it's like, it is worth it. Yeah, and like the, you know, we're watching it so you don't have to, so we can... We'll let you know if there's any really good episodes. Yeah, and the... um, So far in season three, there hasn't been that many standard episodes. No, and like we've talked about all the standalone episodes are the best ones. Season two had a couple of really good standalone episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've talked about. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Rebels gets really good, so um, it also makes sense that all the people involved would have improved. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it's a lot of the same people. Yeah, Rebels is many years later. Like, a lot of th- their techniques have been refined, so they've done a lot with Maybe it. Maybe that's it, too, is that we're just comparing it to Rebels. Yeah. Which is, yeah. It's like a better work, and it's like they probably took a lot of lessons learned from Clone Wars and applied them to Rebels, so now we're going backwards. 
um, which is always tough. It's like when I played Pokemon X and then I tried to play Pokemon Black and White. Oh, and yeah. it was like, oh, this is really, like, I see what they're doing here, but it was hard to go back because... Black and White is, like, one of my favorite Pokemon games, but, like, going back to it would be difficult because mm-hmm. X and Y is so... Um, friendly yeah the like user experience improvements were so significant that going backwards um felt like a step back where i feel like we're experiencing that with clone wars that might be all it is yeah rebels was just an improvement on the formula so and there's so much star wars content that it's not like we're starved for content and we need (laughs) like there's just so much so we're not getting it on that front so i don't know about you clone wars plus like everything's so there's like just more problems oh, in yeah. clone wars than there were in well it's from the early 2000s like, yeah like we said there's yeah pro- there's problems there's definitely problems mm-hmm. well so but like you know we're archivists we have to yes yes do this for science exactly we have to complete all the star wars content that's mm-hmm. the mission mm-hmm yeah, that's why we bring it to you every week, listeners. Because it's uh, our duty. Yeah. So that was this week's Clone Corner. <laughs> Good one. And uh, now we go on to the book club. Book club. Um, this is um, part three of Rebel Rising. Mm-hmm. The, like, page 200 to 300. Let me read you my summary of what happened this time. Mm, what did happen this time? There was a Spoiler bull- alert. There was a... Yeah, okay, spoiler like I'm going to really spoil it. Okay. There was a bullshit romance. There was. It started and ended in and this they murder of the book. Like, they introduced a character. Yeah. Jin fell in love. Mm-hmm. And then they murdered that character. Yes, they did. In 100 pages. Yeah, yeah. He was introduced, they fall in love, they have a affair, or not it, a, it like was, a, they have a love affair. I and thought then he, it was really sweet. I liked it a lot, too. I, I thought he was a real sweetie. Here was my commentary on... Um, this this little segment of the book mm-hmm. is like similar plots have happened in other Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not like it was that outside the regular formula, mm-hmm. but the way it was written brought a warmth to it mm-hmm. that made me want to keep reading. Yeah, um, which is what I really like about this author is that she you can t- like it just has a heart to yeah, it. Yeah, it does, and you can tell she really cares about this universe and these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I really felt like, so his name was Hatter, and Jin, yeah. Jin gets sort of, like, adopted by Hatter's mom, so um, she sort of lives with um, her, with them. Yeah. And, uh... I think her of, mom's name is Ashkaya, or... Yeah. Ashkaya. Um, and her, their, uh, Hatter's older sister, um, her daughter, um, died of blood burn. <gasps> Which was such a cool, yeah. like, I thought that was, was a such a cool callback. Cool callback to, like, that was a major plot point in Bloodline, mm-hmm. if you've read Bloodline. Um, Gre- the, Greer has Bloodburn. Blood it was cool that they, like, again, instead of using a generic thing, mm-hmm. they, they used the specific one that's already been established. Yeah, in, in another book. And so it makes the universe feel that much more connected. I think there was a few of those in this segment. <clears> but, <throat> yeah. And that was really cool. And Hatter was. Um, like it's it's hard to introduce a character that you're going to root for the main character to have a romance with, and I thought they did. A, he was charming. I and, thought it was done really well. Yeah, and he was cute. And you could see why she liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it didn't fall prey to a lot of tropes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I liked it mm-hmm. a lot. Um, there was, was some good kissing. There was some pretty good taste, like tasteful, mm-hmm. um, like a fade to black type stuff. <laughs> yeah, there was a tasteful there fade was, to black. There was a dick joke. Yeah, yeah, there was in a Star Wars yeah. book. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think this is like a first. I don't. No. I'm well. Yeah. I don't know if there's been a dick joke in the way that that happened. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck, Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, they kind of. Yeah, they kind of made dick jokes in Lost Stars. Did they? Well, because they were you were oh, talking about. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. Um, it was a joke about how his dick wasn't small. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you, Donald Trump? <laughs> He's a teenage boy. <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. It wasn't. He's like you know a seventeen year old boy. It was. Uh, there was also like a Bulbasaur reference. There was a no. I totally didn't get that. Well, I don't know if it was directly a Bulbasaur reference, but okay. there's these little creatures called Bulbas. Oh yeah. And was, at at birth, they like they like merge oh, yeah. with a seed that plants itself in its back. Yeah, I'm like that's what bul- that's what Bulbasaur does. Is like yeah. they grow up with little plants in their back. That's true. That's, that's true. It probably was. Maybe it wasn't intentional. That was cool. Yeah, they were cute. <clears throat> okay, and so here's, um, I guess, the really interesting okay. conspiracy theory well, stuff. Okay, okay. Go for it. Strapped in? I'm strapped. Okay, so when Jin's on the planet with whatever his name is. Hatter. Hatter. Sorry, hit the microphone again. She's, what, 16, 17? Yeah, she spends a year there. So then she's 17 by the end of that encounter. Yes. Right? hmm There are Y-wings in this encounter. And there are Y-wings. When does the Rebel Alliance get oh. Y-wings? In season three of Rebels. So by using this, we can date how far yes. Rebels is from Rogue One. It's about five years. Yeah, four, four years, 17 to 21 than four years four years okay so because so this this book could have happened any time it's at least four years because mm-hmm. they got the y-wings in the in so this book could right right this, this book could take place during season three of rebels yeah mm, cool oh speaking of rebels yeah yes so there's another rebels reference what is the other rebels reference? so in one of the plots of this book <clears throat> um in, in this section of the book, Hatter is being recruited for the Rebel Alliance yeah, that by was, yeah. Zosad, who's the um, Twi'lek from Saw's crew. From Saw's crew, who gets um, sort of kicked out because he's suspicious and Saw's getting paired, or he leaves or whatever. <clears throat> so Hatter uh, takes Jin to meet him, and Zosad's all like, oh, hey, Jin, like, gonna join the Rebels with this? Like, yeah. I have seen the fulcrum upon. Oh yeah, the upon, fulcrum reference. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention everything that. rests, and Jin's like, "What?" And she, yeah, and she comments that the way he says it is very meaningful. Like he's trying to see if she understands what he means. Do you know means. who fulcrum is? Do you know that we have a Jedi leading us? Basically, yeah, yeah, and like, um, so he's probably talking about Ahsoka at that point, right? Well, if it's during season three of Rebels, it's could be Cassian Andor. It could have been. Could just be a, it could just be a code word um, that they use. We know that Cassian is also a fulcrum, right? So we know it that wouldn't be Cassian yet, though. Because, probably not, because I mean, it could be actually. Um, it could, but be, it could if, have been Callus. Like it could have been. Because it could be after season three of Rebels. It just can't yeah. be. Just can't be before. Yeah. So, so right, it wouldn't be Ahsoka. 
Yeah. It would have to be either a reference to cat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't so, know. Yeah. Uh, like, but either way, Zosad is part of the like main rebel alliance. Yeah. Whereas like Saw's, he uses that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Saw's splinter group. And like Zosad mentions oh. a couple of times, like, you know, a real rebel, like real so rebellion is forming. Saw and- would have had his appearance in season three of rebels, presumably by now too. Or, yeah. very, or very soon. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. This is interesting. It is interesting. There's a lot of, like, crossover. I wonder if we're going to get even more of that crossover type stuff. with, Like, it'll, if we'll get any more mm-hmm. towards the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that... Um, and I know that Saw is in season four of Rebels. I think they yeah. said Saw was coming back, so... He's, I think he's in the trailer. It would be, yeah. like... They very rarely take book stuff to the shows and movies and stuff but it's cool that they take the other way the other way around yeah makes the universe feel really connected especially this book they're Mm -hmm. like like this author is killing it with the yeah the the references and easter eggs Mm -hmm. and just continuity in general Mm -hmm. um i think they have mailoron fruits in this yeah they do yeah that's a rebels thing right yeah yeah so it's cool. There's, There's all kinds of little things that just make it feel continuous. Yeah, she's really done her homework. I'm so impressed. Yeah. And I, it's like, um, I had read, before I, I read, started reading this book, I had read about how bleak it was. It's um, pretty bleak. It is pretty bleak. For a young adult book. Um, and I guess it makes sense, like, with the tie into Rogue One, which is also pretty bleak. Yeah. So it's just, you know all of these people it's like almost everyone so far in the book that she's ever cared about has been killed or taken from her in some way and she's just like she's not having a good time she's not having a good time at all um yeah and it's it's rough um and i think when we see her again in rogue one like after this movie is over or this book is over and i watch rogue one again i think it's going to be more, you know, I think understanding what that character's been through, um, which doesn't quite come across in the movie. Um, yeah, I, I feel so. will add a lot of weight to what she's been doing for the last little while. I'm really excited. I might watch the new movie again too. Maybe we can watch it together. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, um. There was also an octave stairway reference. Yeah, from Catalyst, which was like, I always vaguely got the impression it was kind of like a mix of Star Trek and Doctor Who. That was the kind of tone yeah, totally. I got from it. Um, there was a lot of good... Um, yeah, that's all the notes I had. Catalyst tie-ins. Like, it's just so well tied it's, in. It's well written and it's well tied in. I think this is mm-hmm. unexpectedly maybe one of my favorite books yeah good job like in the last few years for star wars we ragged on her a bit last week about some of the stuff in the second part but i think as far as reading it this is i want to say it's as good as thrawn Mm -hmm. like i I like thrawn more because of the characters and the content like Jin's still not my favorite character yeah to read about um so i like thrawn because i like the characters a, lo- mm-hmm. a lot in that but in terms of just the page turningness yeah i feel like this one's even better mm-hmm. there's no like boring parts where it sags yeah whereas thrawn suffered from some military from, tactical yeah. stuff yeah so i i agree and i i know s- supporter of the show zach just read um thrawn 
Oh, cool. And he was saying, he's like, military stuff, that's my jam. Oh, good. So he really enjoyed good. all the, that was for him. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, like, I, I like that because um, it's just like, there's something for everyone in this, like, extended canon. Totally. And um, yeah. this book, and I, so... One of the things I like about the way she does military stuff, and I found the same with, like, Claudia Gray in Lost Stars, is that it's usually about the people who are fighting. Yeah. Rather than, like, where the ships are moving or whatever. And it's less... It's more broad. It's not detailed. Yeah. And so there were... It would be, like, um, you know, like, the the battle uh, in the asteroid field in... It's in ESB that's in um, when the TIE fighters are chasing the Millennium Falcon in Lost Stars. Yeah. Um, It's like that battle being about keeping TIE fighter pilots alive versus like fleet combat or dogfighting or whatever. Like it's it's a different perspective and um, it's a more human perspective. And I feel like uh, Beth Revis is also bringing that to like Sagarera's rebellion and stuff. It's I'm a here for that. Yeah, yeah, a really human perspective on the conflict, and I'm really into that. Yeah, there's just so many. I mean, we can't really cover all the details, but mm-hmm. there's just so many little details about the characters which made them feel real and likable. Yeah, and yeah, I just really impressed with her. I think I might look up her other work. That's cool. After this, just because I really like the way she writes. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to uh, reading the rest of it. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm interesting to see where uh, it goes in the last quarter. I mean, we know where Jin ends up at the end of this book. I'm so. kind of not looking forward to the like what happens in the next I don't know where it's going to go. She gets arrested. <laughs> her life gets even worse. Like that's pretty much what happens. Maybe she'll have like one good thing before. Yeah, maybe. I thought, I thought that's what was going to happen, but then Yeah, I was I don't know. It's been really interesting reading this in in quarters. Because it's been, like, in acts. Yeah, each quarter has its own little arc. Yeah, yeah. that's been really Roughly, interesting. yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe they introduced and ended a romance in this one quarter of the book. Like, in this exact quarter, like, yeah. from page 200 to 300. Yeah. It's just one story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, next week, tune in for the exciting conclusion. What else are we going to talk about next week? Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Um, I've been talking about how we should talk about um, Gendy Tartakovsky's. We should talk about Gendy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars. Or Ghost Prison. Or Ghost Prison, which is a Legends comic that I picked up this week on sale. Sounds amazing. Does sound amazing. Um, Also, I want to talk about uh, Oral Knots at some point. Okay. um, Yeah. Because I think that could be fun. So we've got lots of choices for next week. I guess we'll see what we end up talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, do you have any other notes for nope, the... No, that was it. Cool. For me. Yep. All right. Any final mm. comments? Nope. Okay. It was a good week. Nobody died. Bye-bye. Except Hatter. <gasps> so sad. And Hatter's mom. And Hatter's mom. Why was that necessary? I don't know. It's just Rogue One. Fucking Rogue One. If you'd like to find more stuff about Star Wars from me and Jamie, you can check out our website at imperialhearts.com or tweet at us at imperial underscore hearts. 
If you'd like to help support the show, you can rate or review us on iTunes, or you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash imperialhearts. Special thanks to patrons Ryan and Zach for helping us meet our first funding goals. The music used in this podcast is clips from the song Barbarian by Pierre Lowe. This podcast is not endorsed in any way by the Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment purposes only, and all Star Wars people, names, and places, and anything else, is copyright of Disney and their respective copyright and trademark holders. The ship of the week is Mon Mothma and Boba Fett. Or Tasu Leech and Balatik. You pick. Think about it. <laughs>